Hello, my name is David Nachman. I'm one of the managing attorneys at the NPZ Law Group, and I'm here with uh, Ludka Zimocek, the other managing attorney at the NPZ Law Group. And we, uh, we're in unprecedented times. I don't think I need to tell you that, but obviously these unprecedented times are uh, confronting us with cutting edge information that's coming out of the government about uh, how to deal with uh, particular circumstances for our clients and our prospective clients. And um, in the immigration realm, obviously uh, information is uh, coming at us fast and furious, but we're hoping to try to get as much information out there as we possibly can. Um, Ludka and I on a daily basis are getting calls from clients who want to know what's going on at the uh, immigration office, what's going on at the U.S. consulates abroad. So with that, Ludka, can you tell us what's going on at the USCIS? Yes, of course. Uh, as far as the USCIS, as far as the regional centers and service centers, they're still open, which is a good thing. So we're still filing everything. Nothing has been closed so far, even though I just read the latest news that a Vermont, Vermont service center will be closed, I think, starting now uh, for a few days. Due Until to the April 15th, when they're anticipating reopening. So, Otherwise, all other service centers are still operating with their issuing decisions because I think that's what clients are interested in hearing. However, all the USCIS field offices, district offices are closed. So for all the in-person, such as interviews and appointments, it's all closed. The same way uh, application support centers are closed. So there are no biometrics, no fingerprints. In fact, we're getting cancellations and they're rescheduling all the appointments. So for now, uh, it looks like they're gonna be closed until May 3rd, but of course, we don't know. Uh, it could be extended, but that's the information that we have right now. Um, another important thing with the USCIS, there is no premium processing. So, uh, Typically, you know, for most of the cases, I-140s and uh, H-1Bs and all the I-129s, we could do premium processing, but um, at this time it was suspended. And again, we don't know how long it's gonna take. And of course, there are a lot of issues because of that. Um, but, you know, we'll just have to take it one day at a time. Ludka is the, uh, so it's true that uh, obviously premium processing is offline, but tell us about uh, the normal expedite process. Isn't yeah, there a normal expedite yeah, process? You're and right. Is that it's still available, normal expedite processing. Uh, there are certain criteria, humanitarian or government error. Um, you know, there are criteria, so you have to meet one of them. And typically the government will get back to the applicant within three to five days, uh, whether this request was granted or not. So I'm assuming there are gonna be a lot of requests um, to expedite the cases. So, but it's worth of trying. It's not gonna hurt. And, so, I'm, so I'm gonna ask you a question that my uh, clients and prospective clients have been asking all day, all week. When do you think premium processing is gonna come back online? We don't know. I wish we had a crystal ball, but obviously we don't know. Um, could be summer, could be fall. We don't know. And, you know, we were kind of expecting that it's going to happen. I think we were expecting that it would happen, but we really cannot tell right now at this point. 
And the premium processing procedure brings a tremendous amount of income to the federal government. So obviously they're probably interested in doing premium processing. Uh, so obviously they also the probably- Exactly, they probably don't have the ability to handle the load right now that's coming in, which would be obviously all the H-1Bs plus all the other cases. And that's probably what prompted them to take it offline. Yeah. What else is going on? What else is going on biometrics? So they are reusing biometrics for EAD extensions. So that those that are applying for employment authorization extensions, you know, they would be able to get them and we are getting them because they are reusing the biometrics. So that's a good thing. Something good came out of it. Another important one are deadlines. You know, there are extensions, 60 day extensions for those requests of evidence that were, um, that we got from March to May, I think to May, beginning of May, maybe it will be extended. So far, this is the time period. And you know, those that have a deadlines, um, you can add additional 60 days. So there is some flexibility. Exactly. I just want to go back to what you were saying before about the, um, uh, you know, about the application support center and reusing mm -hmm. biometrics because it's so frustrating that we kept sending our clients constantly for biometrics over and over and over again. And when we asked the government, why do we have to keep doing this? They said, oh, well, we couldn't maintain it in the database. Isn't it interesting that now all of a sudden they can maintain it in the database? So it seems to me that uh, maybe that was part of one of those um, uh, that was a, a bit of the invisible fence where they're just trying to make the U.S. immigration process inconvenient for foreign nationals, right? Well, and the I, same goes for the interviews, for the interview waivers. You know, up until, up until 2017 or 18, uh, for employment-based green cards, there were no interviews. People would just get green cards in the mail. And then they started with in-person interviews so, you know, let's see, maybe there, we're going to be hearing that they're going to start doing that again. Right. Well, actually, it's funny that you mentioned that because last night there was a release which came out, uh, which is, uh, I guess, anecdotal evidence of the possibility that they may be going back to the old methodology and waiving interviews, which would be fantastic because, quite frankly, the people, as you know, have already been vetted. So why revet them? So, again, it was probably just more of the invisible fence. What's going on at the U.S. Department of State? What's going on at the consulate offices abroad, Rutka? So the consulates are closed for all routine visa services. Of course, they're still open for any expedite and urgent cases. So we've seen there was announcement about medical professionals. And of course, that created a lot of chaos because, you know, all the doctors from foreign countries uh, started to contact us. Oh, I would like to go to the U.S. and I'm going to apply for the visa. So what that meant, that was just for those that are already approved on the H-1B, for example. So they had offer of employment. It was approved and they were just waiting abroad uh, to get the visa, but because of the closure, they couldn't get it. The same goes for the J-1 uh, medical professionals. And of course, any other people that have an emergency. So if there is a life or death situation, uh, you know, people should just make a request to the embassy and they hopefully, you know, it would be granted and they would be able to issue the visa. But otherwise, all the routine visa services and for those that already had appointments, they're just being rescheduled, whether on the immigrant side or non-immigrant side. And so one of the other questions that we're getting probably from clients and from potential clients on a daily basis is, 
what kind of delays do you expect in the future as a result of what's going on? So what is what would you say to people? I think it's going to be um, based on the country, depending on how the situation is. So I think the proper practice would be just to check the embassy's website, what's going on, because obviously those that are not as affected by COVID-19, maybe they'll open up sooner. So I think it's just going to be based on country. So, you know, just check the website to see what's going on and when they're going to be reopening. Exactly. And, and NPZ Law Group is a member of the uh, Global Migration Section of the American Immigration Lawyers Association. And we are monitoring very closely what's going on in other countries because our clients are asking us these questions. So hopefully we're trying to get a read on when these consulates are going to be open. So I want to thank you so much for that valuable information that you've shared with our uh, listeners. And I hope to be able to spend a little more time with you talking about some other valuable information that's uh, obviously coming at us fast and furious, but at least what we'll be able to do is to try to keep our viewers on the cutting edge. Everyone so, stay safe. Stay safe, stay sound, stay virus free. Thanks so much for being with us. Bye, Bye. for now.